It's time for the sports show for guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show. On 107.9, The Fan. Oh, good afternoon. We welcome you to Leaving the Yard. Chuck Zack, Tyler Huff sitting in on the Tuesday version. He's going to be your regular co-host on Tuesday. And we're, in effect, marrying the old power and leaving the yard together. Yeah. And what you get is, uh, I don't know if you get the best two of the two shows. I think so. So, if I must say so myself. That's for you, Earl, yeah. and for Tony. Shout out to him. That's right. <laughs> but uh, if you don't know Tyler, you should. Yeah. He is the voice of Liberty Ilo Leopards. Yes, sir. Every football I like, Friday. I don't like agreeing to that name, but I guess why, it is why, why not? it is. I mean, because it sounds like selfish. Selfish? Yeah. You're the voice of the such and such. You call the games. I know. You're the voice. See, I have a, a color guy. He don't do much color, but... Say. <laughs> All right, how about this? He's one half the tandem. <laughs> I, I give it that, that. that. Do the Liberty Isle Leopard so, games on the radio. I mean, there's radio. people around the district that say that, too. Say. Mr. Jason Brown, our, our, our head tech guy, he, he says, says it all the time. Say. And I'm like, no, nah, don't call me that. And Earl's <laughs> got his own titles already. He doesn't need any more. So no, you hate to put you know even more on him. Yeah. He'd be unlivable if he had yeah. too much more. Oh, no, but I, I I just feel like yes. Oh, no. It is kind of weird, though, yeah, isn't it? it is. I'm not a selfish guy, so I'm, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> By the way, the Leopards, Yeah. hello Friday night. Yeah. It's been a hard couple of weeks to start the yeah. season. Yeah. But it, Atlanta brings out the best in you, I think. Yeah. Um, 58 years. That's how long this game has been going on. <sighs> that was the 58th meeting between the two. Illy leads 31-27 after really? Friday night. Yeah. Got a little... Good friend of mine hooked me up with some with some stats. That's a, that's <laughs> a good stat so, to know. Honestly. It is, and so um, Friday. Just a recap. Friday night. Um, it was it was a tight ball game yes. early in the game. Um, for those you know that maybe watched it or that were even there, uh, eight to eight was the score at at half. Yep. And uh, you know, in the second half, the Leopards came out and they just kind of dominated up front. Uh, heavy dose of the run game with yep. Greg London. He saw a lot of Jaquan Johnson as well. Even saw Pipes, Britton Pipes, the quarterback, even show his legs a little bit. Hadaway got in on the action as well. It was just a heavy dose of the run game. And uh, Atlanta, Atlanta couldn't couldn't deal with the, wear, the, the, the depth and the wear and tear over the longevity of the game. Uh, I, I even pointed out to Earl off the air, I didn't want to, you know, bring it up on the air and offend anybody, but I'll say it here. Um Looking at the 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 difference of depth on the sideline, I know people say that Illy the numbers are low, yep. and they're probably going to three A, which is a high yep. probability. But <laughs> looking at Atlanta sideline Friday night, it was very thin. Uh, I was I even pointed out to Earl, there was a group the defense was waiting to come onto the field for Liberty Allo the whole eleven man, and the offense the punt team was on the field still, and then you had another group of maybe 15 to 20 guys over here that weren't even preparing to get into the game and Atlanta has maybe 10 guys 12 guys mm. total on the sideline compared to the 11 that are already on the field yeah. so it's a big difference and I understand you know people say that the 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 size for Illy is not the same and it isn't it, it, it's the truth but it was it was it was really a factor for Atlanta Friday night well and and if well, no, I think the last week of October. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely. snapshot day. Absolutely. So we'll get an idea about how many kids yeah, are absolutely. enrolled that day. Yeah, yeah. And then we start figuring it out from there as they, they begin divvying up who's going to be in what classification. Yeah. When they release that set of numbers, then they finally tell us what districts are going to be in. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, though, that, you know, 
Liberty Island's got a little bit number advantage over Atlanta right now. Um, we hope the numbers stabilize. Right. You don't want to keep seeing kids, you know, less kids showing up to go to school and, and the numbers start going down. You know, Redwater had this issue for a long time. Mm-hmm. They would get one year every decade where they would be pretty good, but the other nine years they really struggled. Mm-hmm. Then they struggled to fight up in weight class. And when they moved down, mm-hmm. it felt that at least they had a fighting chance. Right. Liberty Island's still been a playoff team Absolutely. with the exception Absolutely. of an 0-10 that happened right. a few years ago. Yeah. But they've been a playoff team at 4A mm-hmm. just about mm-hmm. every year. Absolutely, yeah. It feels like, kind of like it was when Atlanta moved down, Liberty Island moving down ought to be something that becomes not just a playoff team, but a yeah. district champion kind of team. Yeah, and maybe even a, a, a state contender at that because, as you said, on the 4A level, they've had success. Yeah. And even prior to that 0-10 season when Coach Wells was the head coach, there was a lot of success in that era, which was just, you got to think about it, five, six years ago. That's right. Um, and so if you see the success that they've had on the 4A level, and I know they've kind of been on the, the downslide, but it's starting to pick back up a little bit. And, I mean, if we can get the numbers right and get some guys in key positions that are successful, I do think that the tide might turn if we do drop but I, I also say this and it might just be me being a homer guy because I am from LE and sure. all this good stuff but I don't want to drop down and us dominate and we couldn't do it on the 4A level I, I feel you. like it's a cop out in a sense I hear you and I understand the numbers are what they are That's and you, right. you got to go with what it, what it is not but, like you have a choice right we don't have a choice right. at all but I feel like we can be dominant on the 4A level. Yeah. There's not a there's not a reason why we have to drop down to be dominant. No. We can be dominant on the 4A level as well. So gotta I don't want kids. People. Yeah. You got to keep sure. kids. That's, Absolutely. That's been the and yeah. it seems like beating a dead horse and I hate even talking about it. But that's been the problem for the last yeah. 10, 15, 20 years. Well, so. if it goes back that far, <laughs> but it certainly goes back the last half dozen Absolutely. years. Absolutely. Where you look at some really nice talent that's yeah. walked out of Liberty Allo and yeah. walked around to other schools in the area, and you're yeah. thinking, man, if we'd have had all those kids stay, yeah. we and, wouldn't even be having this conversation. It's true, and me and you kind of talked briefly we one day, not to go into detail, but we talked about some of the, you know, yeah. the, the guys that they've lost over the few years, and if you put it all together on paper – you have a, a super team, so to speak. Yeah. And so, I mean, you got to keep guys. That's one thing. But you also have to um, develop guys. You got to develop the guys you have. And, and, and we've done a good job of that. Yep. But you have to do a better job because you can't sat- be satisfied with what you've done. Um, I mean, we haven't gotten over that hump just yet. So we obviously have to continue to develop guys, continue to um, exceed. I haven't had a chance to see the Leopards play this year. You made a, a pretty good point about saying against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You kind of overpowered them and out-physicaled them. Mm-hmm. Do you have the same size on both lines to be able to do that when PG and Gilmer and Pittsburgh and whomever you're going to play next in, in, in district after next week? Do you have the bodies to compete with those guys at the 4A level? Because that really becomes the question right. about success at 4 versus right. 3. And that's the problem, I guess, so to speak, for LE traditionally is – and Atlanta, on, on, yeah, yeah, but depth up front, yep. you know, having that depth up front, has kind of been the thing. But I will say they they do have significant size up front. There are some guys who um, they're doing their thing. And then the, the old line, they they, I mean, we talk about the running back Greg London. Greg had 180 something yards Friday night total of offense, three touchdowns. But 
the big part of that was the push up front. Yep. You know, you can't get anything as a running back if you don't have a little help. And so um, I think those guys and, – and, and Greg has had a, a, a great season all year. He's rushed for almost 100 yards every game Excellent. this season. And so um, that not only speaks to him and his development, but that also speaks to the O-line and Coach Russian. Um, and I kind of talked to him Friday night, and he was saying this O-line is playing, playing really, really good for him. And so I, I think they do have it. It just has. It just has to. So they have to sustain that over to the totality of the season. And Liberty Dallas got a history yeah. of having running backs. Absolutely. They, yeah. I mean, we go no back with thirty years and have running backs. Yeah. You know, Trey LaMichael are just two. You start to think about those. Pretty darn good. Michael Reed. Thanks. I mean, Michael that's Reed outstanding running back. Absolutely. Ivan Martin was a great yes. running back. Even you know yep. in some the lower years. So, but anyways. It is. What it's, it is. it's a win. <laughs> it is. It's a win. You got this week. This week, Sulphur Springs comes into town. All right. We went there last year. We lost on their homecoming. Okay. They come into town this year. I really don't know too much about them. I do know they're in their second season under their head coach, who came down from Port Niches Grove. Right. Um, Which had a pretty good program. Pretty going. good program yeah. there. I know he his last game as the coach. He lost six. That's right. So um, I mean, yeah, I think they'll bring bring a pretty good team. Is it your homecoming? It's not. We already had homecoming ah. uh, against Mount Pleasant, matter of fact. Okay. The rain game. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, know it'll be a good game. It is the last pre-district game, and so um, I think it'll be a good game. So Excellent. Come out and support the Lippers. You bet. Hey, Kendrick King's coming up with us here in about 20-ish minutes, uh, and so we're going to get him in studio as well. I don't want to forget that as we start working our way through the first of our, our Tuesdays together, but he's going to come in. Uh, his story is outstanding. We had him on a few years ago when he was just getting going with youth stuff in yeah. in uh, Liberty Ilo, yeah. and he's continuing to flourish, and it's a, it's a great story. He's a great guy, and so we'll uh, throw that out there. Yesterday, I mentioned it on the air, it was Dawoski's birthday yesterday. Yeah, I heard that. I didn't know that until you actually said Man. that. Man. Uh, happy belated birthday, Coach yeah. Davis. 56. That's crazy. He seems older than 56 to me. You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> he can't himself way he is. He does. He really he is. He's old, kind of an old, yeah, old very reserved soul. Absolutely. It's you know, he comes I, yeah. across that wasn't a, that wasn't a dig. That was he's just yeah, yeah, very it yeah. It's very, very much matter true. of fact. Yeah, he's almost my dad's age. My dad is fifty three, so they ride with together. Watch Crazy. out now. <laughs> I'm not even All right. just saying. Yeah. So from now of number sixty. Wow. Just so you know. So Thanks. Talk. Thanksgiving Day is my 30th. Really? I'll be 30 on Thanksgiving. It's all downhill from there, they say. Right. I'm, I'm dreading it. <laughs> Nice. Chuck Zach in here with Tyler Huff today as we're as somebody asked me if the, are the phones working. They told me today the phones are working. So I'm going to say yes. We're going to try it out and see if anybody's actually wanting to try to uh, chime in. I didn't even look at them the first 10 minutes of this because we were engaging. I don't know what if they we were like doing. me like they like Tony just yet. They got to get adjusted. <laughs> you know, I, I said this yesterday. I'm not sure how Tony managed to get that much love. I, I, I don't know if he pays he's people. Cool or He's cool, I know, but... It's, I got to shout him out, too, man, because he offered up his 7 o'clock spot on Tuesday yeah, mornings for the Power did. Hour, which was probably, you know, a hard thing to do, being, you know, comfortable in your spot doing right. it for so long, right. you know, and, uh, you know, I know it probably worked better for him schedule-wise, so, you know, shout out to him. He even came on the show a, a time or two with me, and so... um Happy retirement. Probably when Earl didn't show up. That and, yeah, all this other good stuff. <laughs> By the way, number is 903-735-9905. So if you're so inclined, you want to try it, we'll at least know if it works or not if you call us. So we've got that to start with. 
Uh, well, we've been talking a little bit of Liberty Ilo stuff, certainly. Um, there are other things going on. It was a devastating weekend and night in the NFL. Oh, man. Running backs dropping like oh, flies. Well, this is this has been a, a weird summer and now first month of the season if you're a running back in the NFL. It felt like couldn't get contracts. Free agent backs were kind of dangling out there waiting for offers. A Dalvin Cook just forever felt like it was unable to secure a deal till the Jets finally signed him. Saquon Barkley wanted a deal, and that went 11th hour. He's one of several. Uh, Josh Jacobs up in, in Las Vegas had the same issues. And now this week we see Barkley go down with a pretty – Severe ankle injury. They say a month. We'll yeah. see if he's that long. Yeah. But worse last night was was Nick yeah, Chubb. Right, right. And I think that might be the backbreaker for the Cleveland Browns. They're already a franchise that has had difficulty in the past, clearly. Deshaun Watson, to me, he's not the answer right now. Not right now, at least. Okay. He's not Is proven. he going to be? I don't know. Only time will tell. But he's only completing like 55, 54% of his passes right. or so, which is not acceptable as an NFL quarterback, and especially of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a quarterback get called for face masking twice horrible. in one game? Horrible. <laughs> that was crazy. I've never seen that before. Twice <laughs> that in one game. I've never seen it. So, I don't know. I I think Nick Chubb, and I know they're trying to bring in Kareem Hunt or whoever right, the case right. may be to try to fill the void, but – I think that's going to be too 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 big of a this is a loss. This is probably in the conversation of the best two or three backs in the NFL. Absolutely, and, and the the Browns. You look around. Amari Cooper's a great addition. Deshaun Watson's still trying to get his his legs under him after being out for more than a year. Mm-hmm. But this was predicated on Chubb's ability to move the ball, move the sticks, keep that offense keep pressure off of Watson, yeah. and allow them to continue to move down the field. Chubb out last night, and, and already the calls about dirty hit. Mika Fitzpatrick went low, yeah, yeah, and he got he, hurt too on that play. Didn't he? he? He did get hurt. I think he got kneed in the head the yeah. way the way it looked. But the renewed call about disrespect for the position of running back. Mm-hmm. If that tackle had happened with a quarterback, we'd be rewriting the rule book. Right, absolutely. But running backs are disposable. And here we are again with a high, the the best running back in the NFL, arguably, out because of a, a season-ending knee injury. And is it because the league has done nothing to protect running backs? Yes, in a in a big portion of it, there is no. Obviously, running back is the shortest long-term, you know, career longevity that you, the, the longevity yeah, that you right. have career-wise in the NFL. And I do think they take the the harshest beating of the position groups and there is no protection for them they can get hit anywhere on their body and so I think the NFL has to do something about that because as you said there was too many injuries yep. um, I know people are saying you know protect the quarterback protect the quarterback but if we're going to protect the quarterback we got to protect the, the player in general so what do you do so what do you do? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. That's that's the decision on Roger Goodell and everybody else. <laughs> if I'm 240 pound Nick Chubb, yeah, and we'll say 200 pound, and he may be a little heavier, yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick's coming at me. I want him to hit me in my chest. I do because I'm gonna run I'm him over. over. Exactly. 
if I'm Minka Fitzpatrick and I'm giving up 30 or 40 pounds. I got to go low. I got to go low or I can't make a tackle. And if I can't make a tackle, I don't have a career. That's true. If I'm a safety coming up, I have to have some way to get this guy to the ground and he'll he'll truck me. He'll Earl Campbell me. And what am I going to be then? I don't know. I don't know how you protect them. (laughs) That's just the problem. I don't know how you protect running backs because smaller guys in the secondary are asked to bring down guys who are running four five forties and have two hundred and forty pounds behind them. Absolutely. And and the the challenge is get me to the ground. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And and not to not to change the subject, but same subject. But Monday night football. I don't know if you saw this. The past four Monday night games. Kyler Murray, ACL injury. DeMar Hamlin, cardiac arrest. Mm. Aaron Rodgers. Achilles. Achilles. Then last night with Nick Chubb. That's and the past and Jamal Williams got yeah, hurt in the absolutely. New Orleans game. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the past four weeks of Monday night football. Where are you going with that? Are we getting rid of Monday nights? Somebody said they're cursed. Monday nights are cursed? <laughs> Twitter talk. That's now. I guess it's not Twitter or Twitter X, or whatever X-talk. you want to call it. X talk. X talk. It said it's cursed. So I don't uh, know. All right, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> it's about seventeen after. We're gonna take a quick timeout. We'll come right back. It's uh, it's the Tuesday version. Leaving the yard. Wednesday morning version. It's Chuck Zach, Tyler Huff. We're coming back in just a minute here on the Fan One Hundred Seven Nine. to a gun suicide attempt, all it takes is a moment. My son, Ricky, took his life by the use of a firearm. It broke me, and I contemplated suicide. My grandson, I was going to have to be here for him. I still own my firearm. I keep it in a safe because I want to keep my grandson and myself safe. Store your guns, locked, unloaded, and away from ammo. Hear more safe stories at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. What makes essential workers essential? We build safe roads for you to drive on. We harvest fresh produce for your families to eat. Help you heal you're sick. We get you where you need to go. We keep where you work and live clean and safe. We make sure you get what you need to make your household work. You're the essential workers who help our nation run. You're in every city, town, and corner of our country, and you come from all over the globe, and you have essential protections under the law. I'm Marty Walsh. The Wage and Hour Division at the Department of Labor helps ensure you receive the essential protections you deserve. If you have questions about your pay or about your job protection during an illness, visit our website or call 866-4US-WAGE. That's 866-487-9243. We can provide help in more than 200 languages. Brought to you by the United States Department of Labor. 
The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies. Because when people don't have to worry about where their next meal is coming from, they can truly thrive. Like Marta. And now we'll hear from our class valedictorian, who with our hard work never ceases to amaze us. Please welcome Marta Moreno. And Alex. Hey, Alex. How did the interview go? I did it. I got the job. I can't believe it. I knew it. Let's meet up later to celebrate. And Diego. Mom, I got first place at the science fair with my volcano project. That's amazing, sweetie. Congratulations. Because when people are fed, futures are nourished, and everyone deserves to live a full life. Join the movement to end hunger at feedingamerica.org slash act now. feedingamerica.org slash act now. A public service announcement brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is Living the Yard with Chuck Zack, presented by Liberty ILO ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing, on 1079 The Fan. We welcome you back 21 minutes after the hour. Living the Yard. Chuck, Zach, and Tyler of number 903-735-9905. If we can uh, test the phone, that would work, and we'll uh, know if we can actually use that thing in the future. Anywho, um, Kendra King coming up in uh, about 10 minutes. We'll get him in the next segment, and we're going to try this uh, phone thing here real quick. Let's try it. Hey, you're in the yard. We'll give it a shot. We are giving it a shot. I do hear you. I hope you hear me. I can hear you fine. All right, good. Yours isn't fine, but I hear you. So, for folks who don't know, obviously, this is our resident uh, Cleveland Browns fan. Okay. Whose uh, heart is heartbroken, a good word? <laughs> yeah, heartbroken's it, I'm sure. Hmm. All right, so tell me what your thoughts are on, uh, on the injury. Dirty hit or not dirty hit? I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was dirty or intentional and. I don't believe he should be suspended like some fans are after saying. But like you were talking at the end of the last segment, man, it was awful low. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know what you can do about it. Uh, I don't either. I mean, it's like you said, we did all these protections for the quarterback. I mean, like you said, you know, if he goes high, you know, Chubb's going to run right over him. Yep. Yep, and you know one thing, and I, I sent you the clip. I'm sure I wasn't the first one to send it to you, and I'm, I'm glad Monday Night Football didn't show it last night. But I, I will tell you from a guy that's been a Browns fan from the get go, and I'm fixing to be 56 years old. I remember back Bradshaw days. If they were playing in in Pittsburgh. And that happened, say, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. The fans would be on their feet cheering for that play. Right. That's right. And just to see when Joe Buck and Troy are talking about, well, we're not going to show this clip. And they're showing it on the big screen there in Pittsburgh. And you hear the whole crowd just groan how right. bad it was. Right. And they were cheering for the guy. I, I give credit for that. Yeah. No, I got you. All right, we are still having some phone issues. Your uh, our, our sound with you is not great, so I'm gonna hang up. But I get your point, and we're gonna keep working on the phone. They'll know now from hearing this that it still isn't exactly right. Rather than me just saying it, but I appreciate you calling. All right. 
Hey, y'all have a good one. All right, see you, Rob. So, question. Yes, sir. Dirtier hit, and I know your answer. The hit on Travis Hunter or the hit on oh this guy. So, I I thought I thought the. Fitzpatrick hit wasn't dirty, but I and I don't think it was intended to be dirty. I think it was intended to try to bring a big guy down in the middle of the line, close to the goal line. I thought the Henry Blackburn hit on Travis Hunter uh, after the ball had hit the ground incomplete. Right now, I'm going to make the assumption Blackburn saw the ball hit the ground, and sometimes secondary guys don't look at the ball they're looking at the guy and they're trying to separate the guy from the ball I'm going to make the leap there that he saw the ball if he saw the ball and he broke down and and hit him square in the chest then that's a dirty play if he didn't see the ball and I'll give him the benefit of potentially saying I'm locked in on the player I'm not seeing the ball then I don't see that it's a dirty play he didn't lead with his helmet he hit him in the chest not in the head it, to me, it's about the timing and what did he see. And even Travis Hunter kind of spoke out on it on a little, I guess, show, so to speak, that he does. Yeah. Seen a clip on it on Instagram, and he was saying that the guy made a football play. Right. And you can't be mad at him for making a football play because he's a football player. Right. And that type, those type of things happens on the field. And being in that position – that's what happens sometimes. That's right. You know, that's not the first time a guy's been hit in the same manner of such. Nope. And, I mean, I understand being upset about it. Could he have let up? Probably so. But like you say, did he not see the ball? Did he not know that Travis didn't have, you know, didn't an have opportunity the to catch right. the ball? Right. You know, and so I, I, I do think, you know, that it was a little dirty because he did hit him. Yep. But at the same time, I do see the side of it's football. Suspend him? That's a question that that I asked you. (laughs) I suspend him. You suspend him. I suspend him. The sense then is that that play was, was, was if not dirty, unnecessary roughness. It was unnecessary. I don't think it was so much so dirty, but it was so much so unnecessary, which makes it dirty. Then he gets suspended. He gets suspended. I, I didn't like the fact they didn't even consider it they didn't no 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 sense of targeting or nothing as such you know i don't know if you watched the lsu game a little bit of it did you see the hit on the lsu quarterback where he got called i believe it was the lsu quarterback got mm-hmm. called the, the the secondary guy got called for unnecessary roughness or targeting on him mm-hmm. on a hit where form tackle but planted the quarterback down after a run of about 15 yards got him drove him to the ground flag targeting <laughs> Somewhere in there is where's where is football, and yeah. these are all fine line things. I know we've tried our best to make sure, and maybe if it hadn't been the quarterback, we wouldn't have had that same call. But somewhere in there, we've lost the physicality part of this, and these are big guys playing very fast. And I don't want to get in there with them at my age, and they're physical as hell. Get out! But yeah. but by the same token, you kind of get the sense that you're worrying so much about not getting flagged, not getting booted out on the field of play that I'm not sure what's a hit anymore that's legal and what's not. I look at the Travis Hunter hit and say, that should have been targeting or unnecessary roughness, and that guy should have been booted out of the game. I look at the other guy and say, that was a tackle that was perfect. I think you you can excuse the Fitzpatrick hit. You can't excuse the Blackburn hit. No. The 
the Fitzpatrick hit, what do you do? As we've said a million times today, the Blackburn hit, you know, it's a situation of, hey, let up. You know, and there was another guy in coverage as well. You yes. never know if the, the other corner was with yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, so you never know. He make a play on the ball or anything. In fact, I think the corner got called for pass interference. On he the did. Play. Yeah, yeah, he did. And so you don't know if he makes a play on the ball or what the case may be. And so I think you can excuse Minka a little bit more. Um, I think one thing I'll say because I seen it. I see it a little bit. Right. There's this thing called seven on seven football. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I mean, it's a great, great thing. You know, um, I have a good friend that deals with seven on seven football. You bet. <laughs> um, I think as you see it, 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 you know, expand a little bit. And I might be totally wrong, but this is my my side of it. As you see it expanded, because you see guys playing it in the off season. You see teams getting organized seven on seven ball without pads and shells, whatever the case may be. You bet. Playing seven on seven pretty much without linemen, whatever the case may be. Even on the college level, they do the same thing. I mean, you see quarterbacks getting protected. You see all this. I know you see supposedly now guys injuring more, having more non-contact injuries due to turf or whatever the case may be. But I do think we're kind of watering down the sense of football and the physicality of football because we're doing all these other things outside of playing between the lines with the pads on. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We're not tackling. We're not tackling as much. We're not tackling. Teams don't tackle in practice. They use dummies. Yep. (laughs) That's right. Well, yeah, and and as much as we're paying guys – at the pro level, I can understand why. Right, uh, we're we're talking about that's different. You're talking about guys that carry big price Absolutely. tags, and the Absolutely. more they get hit, the more likely they are to get injured. But then the flip side of that is, the less they get hit, yeah, the more likely they yeah. are to get yeah. injured because they're not used to yeah. getting they're hit. Not used to it, and I don't so know. And, and you don't get that exposure and the practice and the reps that you need doing it in college and maybe even high school. You don't see guys tackling as much in high school. That's right. They're taking the Oklahoma drill away, things as such, and so. Um, are you a fan of that? Like the I, I, I enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of weird. It is. Say so you enjoyed it. <laughs> I guess I enjoyed doing it. But I, I like the, the pads clacking. But you like the physicality <laughs> absolutely, of it. Absolutely. There is something in there about the, that this is a sport that's violent. Right, yeah. This isn't a physical game. This is a violent game. It is. And, and, and taking away the collisions and getting used to being hit and used to hitting and preparing your body for that makes it more difficult. It's muscle memory. A lot of this is muscle memory. That's and true. if you're used to being tackled, I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, right. but I'm saying you're better prepared to handle it. Absolutely. You take that part away and now you start getting hit. I mean, you see what Kendrick's about to be in here in a little bit. We get the doors open for him. You coach little kids. They're afraid of getting hit. They they're are. afraid of tackling, they and they're are. afraid of getting. You got to get them overcome that Absolutely. to be able to teach them how to do it right, so they don't get hurt, and the guy they're tackling doesn't get hurt. But the natural inclination is, I don't want to do that. Right. There's a handful of guys like, yeah, let me do it. Most of them are like little kids. Are like, mm, I don't want to do that. I'm afraid of doing that. So, as a parent now, do you allow your kid to play football? Tackle football, organized, well structured tackle football. I'd probably say flag for fifth and sixth grade, mm-hmm. and probably tackle from Only. seventh grade up. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't gotcha. know that I think. I, I watched my youngest son, who had the fear of and trying to overcome the fear of, and I watch and I was afraid for him when I watched some of the kids. He was a fourth grader, I think, with fifth graders or fifth with sixth. I can't remember. And I'm watching bigger, stronger kids 
destroying other kids knowing my son's not ready for that (laughs) and 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 we kind of made a joint decision i think maybe next year we'll try this again i don't think i'm looking at the kids that you're playing with and they're a lot bigger and a lot stronger and let's and he never went back to it though and that's how it goes sometimes and he he never he never went back all right we gotta take a break we got uh, about 32 minutes after the hour quick time out gotta get kendrick king in the studio listen to leaving the yard chuck zach Tyler Huff here on the Fan 1079. 107.9 The Fan is the home of Texas high school football every Friday night. Never miss a touchdown from Tiger Stadium at Grim Park and from the road. Texas Tigers football is brought to you by Red River Credit Union, M-Tech Electronic Services, Offenhauser Insurance, Rocket Fast Car Wash, Liberty Ilo, ISD, and Texarkana Emergency Center. And if you're out of town, you can catch the Tigers on the Texarkana Radio Center app or online at 1079thefan.com. Need a new roof? Call Born to Roof Texas. With over 20 years of roofing experience, Born to Roof Texas LLC handles all your roof, eaves, trough, and insurance claim needs. Born to Roof is licensed in commercial and residential roofing and offers free estimates and a lifetime labor warranty. Born to Roof Texas, let us help keep you covered. Find them on Facebook or online at borntorooftx.com. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, AM radio might be your only lifeline. Now text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 5288. 8-6 today. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. 1079 The Fan, weather forecast for the four states. We have a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms overnight. More clouds with a low of 68. Tomorrow, 40% chance of rain between 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. High of 87. 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms tomorrow night. Partly cloudy with a low of 68. Whatever you do in the fall, it's more fun on a four-wheeler. And you can win one from us. Enter by scan. QR code at participating sponsors. Welcome back. 25 minutes until the top of the hour. Chuck Zach, Tyler Huff, hanging out with you this afternoon on Leaving the Yard. And, uh, boy, I, I'm outnumbered by L.E. now. There's L.E. <laughs> 
around me at the moment. Kendrick King in here. Great to see you again. Yes, sir. Glad to be here, bro. It, it has been a minute since we've had you in here. It's been a while. But uh, I figured it was time. Especially after it. having seen you on social media again this weekend. Because you've, you've had a really busy couple of years, haven't you? Yes, sir. Last time we saw you, you were just getting started with youth stuff, weren't you? Yes, sir. And now what are you doing? Uh, now I'm the coordinator at Liberty Isle Middle School over boys athletics. Nice. Awesome. Yes, sir. How's that run been? It's it's been um it's been exciting. You know, it's just uh motivating the kids each and every day, trying to get them to continue to grow as young men and grow uh in our athletic department as far as football. We got boys running across country now. And um yeah, just gearing up to make a run for district. When we had you in here a few years ago, was this the dream? Was this where you were really aiming to want to be doing? Uh, honestly, I just wanted to be a part of something. I just wanted to be a part of something. You know, I was in school, right. working towards my bachelor's, and once I got that, you know, it brought me on. It let you loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I finished up track season last fall, or last spring. Right. And um, <clears throat> during the summer, I got hired on as coordinator. Now, as you get hired at that position, when they when when you sign the contract and you walk out of there, what's going on in your head or your heart at that point in time? Man, I'm just ecstatic, you know, thanking God. <clears throat> and it was crazy how I kind of found out. I was just talking to Davis, you know, I sit in his office and talk to him all the time. And I'm just like, man, you know, who's next up? Right. You know, because I know I'm going to be working at the middle school, but I need who's going to be the guy? He's like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, whoa. So you didn't even really apply. He just said, you're it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was amazing, That, that that's, to me, is a statement of faith. Yeah, I mean, that's his, his faith in what you've put in the last couple of years to try to get this thing going. Because, as I said, when, when you came in a few years ago, you were just getting going with Liberty Allo Youth Sports. Yeah. And, as you said, trying to, trying to grow some young guys into becoming young better men. young guys, better young men. Absolutely. And... and, and taking on something from the ground up yeah. and moving it to where it is now. So now that you're doing the middle school thing, who's kind of filling your role in what you've been doing with the youth sports? Uh, we got a bunch of guys taking over. We got some head coaches that stepped up. Okay. And team moms are stepping up. Everybody just uh, collectively helping out, doing doing everything me and my wife was kind of doing. Well, I'm <clears> glad <throat> you said team moms. Because oh, yeah, we, we really – I don't think we pay enough attention to – the team moms at times. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you guys are on the sideline and you're coaching up these guys, but team mom, I don't know how youth sports work if there weren't team moms actually That's running the show. Yeah, we definitely need, well, it's hard to do anything without women. True. You need a no woman question. somewhere around, you know what I mean? Like, even though my wife is not really involved with the middle school, when I go home, she's a coach. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> She's a coach. She's insists and stuff and things like that. Right. And me being me, you know, I take in all input and take into consideration. Nice. <clears throat> so, I, me and you, we've clearly known each other for many right. years. I've had the opportunity to kind of work with you as well um, with the Youth Association at um, Liberty Allo. Just kind of talk about what 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 goes into that Liberty Allo Youth Association because people really don't know the time and, and the energy and stuff that's put into that from, you know, guys like you and, and all the other coaches that help out with that. Absolutely. Um, well, we do more than football. We do uh, volleyball. We do basketball. Um, last year we had about 35 teams. Wow. So that's quite a bit of teams. Uh, that's a ton of kids 
you get nine to eleven kids a team, so we was uh pretty busy with that and we get seven on seven going in the spring for third, fourth grade and fifth and sixth grade. We go compete against Gilmer and teams like that. And um right after that we start we jump right into spring training. We got um strength conditioning, agility skills and drills. Your round thing pretty <clears throat> much. It's twenty four seven. You know, it's it's twenty four seven, you know. And with me working at school, I get to see these kids right. all day. Sometimes I take a trip to the elementary just to check on the kids and even stop by ECC. We got flag kids, five years old, six years old. Just I try to get my hands on everybody. Does it make you wonder what were these kids doing before you guys put this program <laughs> together? I mean, honestly, yeah, you're, you're talking about <clears throat> 300 kids, yeah, in, in a basketball program spread out and. You know, that's the goal is to bring them in, grow them and mold them together so they can compete. Right. Once they get in seventh grade, they're not fresh to this. They've been rolling. So it's just getting them involved, you know, with some kind of some more structure with the school level team. You know, Tyler and I were talking in the first segment about keeping kids at L.A. Yeah. This makes me think. You kind, you've hit yeah. the move to yeah. keep kids at LE. Absolutely. They've become ingrained in these programs, whether they're the big leopards or little leopards right. down at third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, that now it's not just I live in LE, yeah. but I'm, in, I'm, I'm engaged in yeah. LE. Yeah, yeah I'm a yeah, part of this. You get, you get this. like a four-year-old putting leopards across their chest. Yeah. And now it's, that's what they go to school saying. That's what they know. They might have cousins playing on different teams and say, well, I'm a leopard. Right. You know, so it's already getting spoke upon at a young age and growing that love and that leopard pride at a young age. So talk talk about the middle school program. This is your <clears throat> first year in this role specifically. <clears throat> so just kind of talk about the middle school program overall. I know some of the guys personally, so I know some of the talent that, that's walking up and down those hallways. But just kind of talk about some of the guys that you do have and, and the makeup of the seventh and eighth grade teams. Okay. Um, yeah, we got a lot of talent. We got um, we got a big front on the seventh grade level, big guys. We got about four guys that's over two twenty five. So yeah, pretty big guys. Keep them, right? <laughs> Feed them, right? Yeah, we uh we taking care of those guys. Uh, I got some amazing coaches, Coach Bryant and Coach Fowler, uh, senior, and we just brought on a new coach, uh, Coach Ward, young okay. guy, gotcha. but he got some fire. You know, when I say young, I mean really young. He's twenty one. So really? he's a great inspiration. Mm. You know, I was telling the guys, you could be like me or you could be like him. <laughs> Live your dreams out at 30 yeah. or 21. Right. You know, it's all about the path and the choices you make in life. Absolutely. But uh, we got, we uh, on seventh grade level, we got guys that's been playing together since they were five or six. So they, you know, pretty much consider themselves brothers. Eighth grade level, those guys been rocking and rolling for a while. They got a ton of talent and speed. Um they're very aggressive, and uh, it's just a joy to coach them, you know, and, you know, just reaching out to them 8 o'clock at night, man, how's your night going, and things like that, and having that bond with them to where they can contact me, reach out anytime, coach need to talk to you, just building that kind of bond with those guys. How hard is it coaching middle school athletes or boys, period, because when you think about middle school boys, you think about 
crushes on girls, yep. going to the movies for the first time without your parents and things like that, right. you know, living living the, those experiences. <laughs> so how hard is it to coach those guys who are really starting to see the world for what it is outside of being a kid? You know, they're starting to hear music and starting to see how adults operate. So how, how hard is it to kind of keep them at a at a point of being a kid, but at the same time kind of maturing them up to being a, a young man as well. The best part about it is helping them choose this path that they want to take in life because middle school is where guys kind of determine which path they want to take. If they want to, you know, be a thug or if they want to run with girls, try to find girls or be serious about their business, right. you know, whether it's sports or school. And, you know, just being with them every day, being a teacher. I've been at the middle school for three years now, so I know the kids. So I've uh, not just new to it. Right. I know what kind of kids they are. I know what they like. I know what they don't like. I know what trigger them. You know, so <clears throat> just trying to be impactful to them and show them the right thing to do, you know, through my actions. You know, it's a challenge at times, you know, because you got kids that's been struggling for a while. And with me being the head guy now, I kind of got authority over whether you can play or not. So it's facts. I don't really just hold it over their head. I just try to use it as a yeah. You use it as a leverage point. You know, you know, (laughs) you got to work to attain something. Encouraging them more than they've been encouraged in the past. Like just trying to build them up. You know, letting them know it's bigger than football. One day you're gonna be a husband. One day you're gonna be a father. You know, it's it's bigger than football, so the choices you make right now could affect your life for the rest of it. You know, all it takes is one bad decision. I got a good friend that hardly ever got in trouble, made one bad decision, and then ruined his life for a while. It's not over, but, you know, he, he's – Coach Bryant said some real stuff the other day. He said we all, you know, we all learn lessons. Some people just learn lessons, and some people learn lessons the hard way. That's right. You know, so getting them not to learn lessons the hard way is the path that we're trying to take right now. Is is it overwhelming for you sometimes? You're you're talking about taking on a lot of kids and a lot of responsibility. When a, when as you said, kids pick up the phone and call you and say, "Coach, I need I need you. I need this. I'm having this problem." Is is it a little overwhelming? No, I love it. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. I'm in a I'm in the process of learning when to turn my phone off, yep. though, you know, and focus on my family. Yep. That it's <clears throat> I won't say a challenge, but it's it's I'm learning. It's a learning experience for me because my wife know I am on go about my kids. Yeah. You know, it could be a grandmother calling me about a seven year old, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. You know, so I just love them. I love all my kids from K through 8th. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Kendra King hanging out with us this afternoon. Tyler, Chuck, Zach leaving the yard. You going to hang around for a minute? I'm here, brother. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come right back. You stick around. <clears throat> it's about 14 minutes till top of the hour. Gold. Michelob Ultra, the first national USDA certified. 
certified organic beer. Organic by nature. Enjoy responsibly 2020 Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, St. Louis, Missouri. This up and down economy with a sense of protecting every year so hard for to achieve the American dream. Let's start titled Center and Hospital, shoulder injuries, concussions, knee injuries, you name it. If you find yourself in need of emergency care this football season, you can count on your hometown doctors at Texarkana Emergency Center and Hospital to get you back on the field. Local doctors, local ownership, and real ER without the wait. Get back to life faster. Texarkana Emergency Center and Hospital, 3646 Calhoun Creek Road in Texarkana and online at com. Find us on Facebook. Oh, no. Has this happened to you? Benji says, Scott has repaired phones no others would touch. Emily said, fixed my shattered phone and it came out looking awesome. Wine Fundraiser hosted by Hands on Texarkana is September 30th at the Collins Home, 1915 Olive Street, Texarkana, Texas. Come enjoy a unique night of food, music, and silent auction. Five courses paired with specialty wines, live band, and shopping. For information, call 903-798-3211. You're listening to Leaving the Yard on 1079 The Fan. Brought to you by Liberty Idol ISD and our studio sponsor, segment here on Leaving the Yard. Tyler Huff, 
and Kendrick King in here this afternoon. Now, you wanted to say something before we go back to Kendrick for a minute because uh, another Liberty Isle Leopard's having a pretty good year. Yeah, they did. Um, Jerry Lawson completed his uh, outdoor track and field season this past Sunday at the Eugene Diamond League finale. The Diamond League is a professional track and field global event. That I'm going to assume elite since absolutely, it's diamond. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a thing. They travel all over the nation, all over the, the planet, um, competing in the summer outdoor. And so uh, he competed in the finale, which was Eugene this past uh, Sunday and got fifth. But uh, we do know that he you know, made it to the world championships uh, just a few weeks ago, yep. and so um, he, he's he's had a he's had a season kind of up and down season coming off of that you know rupture patella tendon, but uh, he's back competing and uh, trying to get to London next year. You were telling us he what, he used to pick you up from to go to school. <laughs> in my senior year, he was a junior in that jeep, huh? In that jeep, <laughs> he picked me up in that jeep. <laughs> I call him in the morning like, Jay Law, you coming through? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. Cause he know, listen, man. I'm He's probably right. not gonna go to school if you don't come through. Yeah. And he even blessed me with a biscuit from Burger King. <laughs> Look at him. That sound like him too. That's my guy. That sound like That's him. When's the last time you saw him? Let's see. I haven't saw him in a while. Um, last time I saw him, I think he was down here, maybe at a bowling alley. Probably so. And he He's always bowling. bowling. Literally, <laughs> always bowling. Literally. Bowling and running. Literally, he owns a ball, shoes, all that stuff. The whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He the real deal. <laughs> but now shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to J Lo. There you go. All right, we are certainly visiting about uh, you. You got you got big doings this week. Yes, this sir. is a big week for Liberty Allo's middle school football program. Yes, sir. We got um, we're hosting Pleasant Grove seventh and eighth grade. Uh, seventh grade will pop off at uh, five p.m. Okay, Thursday night. Yes, sir. We'll have that thing rocking, man. We'll <laughs> I heard the it. band's going to be there, too, so. Yeah. Yeah, I really might. You know T. Randall. <laughs> oh, shout out T. Randall. going to turn up. <clears throat> well, you ought to. The yeah. middle school kids ought to have the same experience the high school kids do, Absolutely. honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is, this is the training ground for that. You wanted to replicate it. And we travel well. We went down to Atlanta yeah. this past week, and uh, we played some pretty good games. So seventh grade, they got off to a hot start. Uh, it was 22-0 at halftime. And, uh, you know, just getting guys in, getting reps. And uh, we ended up finishing 22-14. It was a pretty good game. Uh, eighth grade, got to a slow start, uh, 0-0 at halftime. It was a hard-hitting game, guys flying around. Uh, one of our best guys went down, Lane Wellington. Yeah. He went down the first, early first, early first, uh, first quarter. So it just kind of shows some resiliency. You know how guys on the team, you got to stud. People just – you know, following line behind him. Mm-hmm. But it, we showed that we got some dudes yeah. that'll step up. So when he went down, guys stepped up. But we found ourselves in a hole. It was 14-0 uh, going into the fourth quarter. And they were driving the ball down again. And um, we had a stand, you know, it was like half inch from the end zone. Mm. And we stood them up four times. Nice. And on the fourth down, we caught a pick and ran all the way back. Nice. 95 yards. D'Angelo wow. Hill, shout out my guy. And um, had another stand, had, got a punt, um, threw the ball around a little bit, ended up getting a jump ball in the end zone to Isaiah Davis, Soils, and he made a big play, came down with over two guys. Mm. So we got some dudes, man. Then we had an onside kick, recovered it. You know that thing was rocking after that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we just ain't – we didn't have any more timeouts, couldn't get out of bounds in time. Yeah. 
though we ended with a tie. That was a pretty good game. Atlanta, no hell. Atlanta, they rocking and rolling. Coach Johnson got those guys. I talked to uh, Coach Riley Friday at the game. You oh, know, yeah. You know Coach Riley. We talked we talk Friday, and I said, man, you let Coach King beat up on you like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like him. I've been coaching yeah. against him for a little while, yeah. too. Yeah. He's a good guy. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Rick. Excellent. Why coach? Before before this all said and done, I just got a question. Why coach? I didn't plan on coaching. You know, coming out of high school, I didn't plan on doing anything really. You know, I had a, I had a child in uh, my senior year, so you know, I was just trying to make money and just find my way. But uh, you know, I was in the stands. I've always been a fan of football. You know, played football in school, played semi-pro. So I've been around football for a while, but. Uh, <clears throat> I was just at the LE game, watching them play, yelling when they messing up, and uh, my wife like they can't even hear you. <laughs> Wives know exactly what, what I'm saying. saying. They can't hear you. <laughs> wow. So you know that that kind of triggered me to hit up TC. So I hit up hit them up, and I need to figure out what I need to do to get on the field. You know, at that point, it was that it was that scenario that kind of pushed me into coaching. Um. Then my son, he started playing, and I uh, had the pleasure of coaching him all through youth, youth league, and this is his first year playing middle school ball. There you go. So it's a pleasure to see. He threw his first touchdown last week, so that was exciting. You know, he's worked very hard, and um, it's, I'm actually not his coach for the first time. Wow. You know, I'm the head coach, but I don't call offense or defense. I just manage. You know, I coach the eighth graders. So it's you know just sitting back watching him do his thing. It's it's a pleasure to see. So who who yells louder, you or his mom? Definitely me. Okay, <laughs> but she yells loud though. She yells pretty loud. I, I'm 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 I get after it, man. When I'm when it's game time, I've seen you. I put those black forces on, and you know I'm in that mode. I'm in that mode, and you know it's it's all love at the end of the day. Yeah, you know win, lose, or draw. You know, the love is going to be there for the guys. Like I told them, it's bigger than football. Yep. You know, but when it's time to compete, you strap up, put that mouthpiece in, let's go to war. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it's great having you in again. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to visit with you. Oh, yeah, Your man. story is inspirational and getting more inspirational every time we get you in. Yes, sir. We, we can't wait two, three years next time. we got to get you in before that. <laughs> right. Okay? When you're, I with, got you, brother. Uh, I, again, I, ho- I hope whatever the, the direction is. Right. It's going to be the right one for you because you you could be at the high school, you could stay at the middle school. I think you're impacting kids either way, right? And that's the important part of this. And uh, I just want to congratulate you on what's been, Thank like you, you said, man. it's a winding road, isn't yeah. it? If it was a straight road, it'd be easy. It's never a straight road. <laughs> hey, whatever God called me to do, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say yes, sir, with my chest out of my head there up and get it done, no matter what it is. Awesome. Tyler Huff, going to be back again next Tuesday. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Tell you what, we're uh, counting it down here for the uh, the Tuesday version of the show. Reminder, tomorrow, 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, uh, Billy Lavender's going to be in. We'll have Razorback Billy in here hanging out. We'll be certainly talking about the uh, the Razorbacks' loss to BYU. He's not going <laughs> to like that, but we're going to talk about it. Woo. And we're going to talk about Texas High's big uh, last-second win. And sometime in the show tomorrow, probably around 5.30, uh, Franklin Delk is going to join us, kicker for the Tigers, who got the game-winning field goal to give uh, Texas High the win last week. So we will uh, we'll do that tomorrow on Leaving the Yard as well. 
Uh, tell you what, it's been awesome visiting with the combination of Kendra King, Tyler yes, Huff, who's going to be the regular Tuesday co-host. Yes, Great sir. seeing you. You as well. I look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday. Nice. Likewise. We're out of time for today. <laughs> you guys take it easy. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Leaving the Yard on the Fan 107.9. Get it on demand anytime on the fan1079.com. And catch the replay of today's Leaving the Yard tomorrow morning at 7 right here on KCMC Texarkana 1079 The Fan.